0: what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton.
1: And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton.
0: And I hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I hope that your belly is full. I hope that wherever you're at, which is probably Black Friday shopping, or at least I hope so, that you're having a great day and that you're ready to rock it with us today. Because we have something pretty exciting to share with you. And it's not something I ever thought I would admit would happen in our home. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint has been on the mounted unit for several years now at work. He has a horse, but I have never allowed him to bring her home.
1: She's always been at my really good friend's house, and he's always cared for her, and she's such a good horse.
0: She absolutely is, and I've gotten to enjoy her several times getting to go out on mounted training with you guys, and it's really been something new for me. Because growing up, I did go horseback riding with my dad. There was this little center where we could go and ride horses for the morning. And up until the point of me having knee surgeries, um, we would go out pretty consistently. And I adored riding horses. That was my dream, was to one day have a horse of my own. And in retrospect, it's pretty surprising to me that I never wanted to take on the burden in my eyes of bringing a horse home. And I gave every excuse in the book. The main one is that Clinton, I like to do a lot of international traveling and I didn't want an extra nuance of having to manipulate things when we're in the midst of getting ready to take off out of the country.
1: And that's completely understandable. And I combated that argument. Well, my friend will be more than happy to board our horse while we're gone and so in that I've over these last probably three years now I've really gotten more and more into riding and every time before a deployment or before a training I would go out to my friend's house which is about an hour from where we live and help him wash the horses clean them getting them all ready to go out on our trainings or deployments
0: And even more so than that, there are many times where your deployments require you to work a 10 or 12 hour shift and then go back to his house to unload the horses. And then you're essentially driving further away from home by doing that. And then by the time that you get home, it's like three or four o'clock in the morning when I'm waking up and then you're going to sleep, which means it's more time away from one another.
1: And it's very tiring. And if you haven't ridden a horse before, doing 10, 12 hours on a horse is a whole different beast in itself.
0: And Clint's partner, the friend that boards the horse, he's tried and tried to get me to really allow him to just bring the horse here. He's even threatened me with just dropping it off one random day and me picturing some horse tied to a post when I got home. <laughs> And luckily, he hasn't done that. But this past Friday, Clint and I have gotten to... Well, Clint, I'll, I'll let you explain a little bit about what you put together in building up your your mounted unit.
1: Our unit kind of dwindled down for a little while. There's four of us who are super dedicated in to what we do as horsemen. And over the years our horses they're not department owned they're not given to us by the department they're our own personal horses so it's deterred a lot of people from actually joining up so we set up a recruitment day we allowed multitudes of officers come out and ride and really get to experience what it is that we do we had about eight nine takers that came out and and really got to experience horsemanship and and getting to have a whole different aspect of policing. This coincided with the qualification day, which we have to go every year on our horses and go through these obstacles to make sure our horses are well suited for actually police work.
0: And people don't understand... um if they haven't done it before, how rigorous it is to get the rider and the horse acclimated with what they might see potentially when you are on deployment with the horses. And I've been so fortunate to be able to be a part of that and to experience and ride not only your your horse, Buttercups, but other horses that other people have brought. And excuse me, they the whole point is to desensitize the horse from those things. Even having a stroller going towards them, um, fireworks going off, going through and hearing like loud, loud noises and running through obstacles, sidestepping, and just making sure that it's, it's done in, in a way that's effective and that's safe for the community.
1: And it even goes into something as simple as being next to a car and having a stepping on a water bottle. You wouldn't think of this everything everyday thing that we go by is something that could be a traumatic incident for a horse.
0: And so, after doing the mounted training and just seeing your commitment throughout the years, admittedly, I thought this would be just another one of your phases. We all have things that spark our interest, and some of all some of us are are all out players, right? And Clint is certainly one of those. Whether it's spending thousands on a kayak or, you know, a banjo. Yes, we have a banjo that he's played maybe twice.
1: Well, in my defense on that one, you said me learning how to play it was giving you a headache and you didn't want to hear it anymore.
0: You could take that thing anywhere you want. So that's a pretty shitty excuse. (laughs) But I really didn't know that you would stick with it the way that you have. And to see the dedication that you've put forward by waking up so early and then going the extra mile by doing the things that you have to prove that this is something that's important to you and that it's not just a phase. This is something that you want to be able to do throughout your career. For some reason really struck me this past Friday and I had so much fun and I realized how much I do love and enjoy being around Buttercups and she is such a sweet horse and I reconsidered.
1: And just to describe Buttercups, if you're not familiar with horses, she's a Percheron, but she's really big. She's one in hands length, which if I'm six foot one and I stand next to her shoulder, her shoulder goes up almost to the top of my head. She's really, really big.
0: And that's not an exaggeration.
1: Which is really funny because the first time I told Ashley how big she was, she didn't believe me. She thought, there's no way. It's impossible. You're just exaggerating like you do other things.
0: Yeah, I've never seen a horse that big, but it's absolutely true. We have some, some pictures up on our social accounts and there's proof. <laughs> and I just started to realize that me telling you that you can't have the horse at home was only making life more difficult on you. And you being a police officer, it's my duty and my responsibility to do whatever I can to make sure that you're as safe as possible and that things are laid out in a way to where they're as easy as possible for you to be able to effectively do your job.
1: I appreciate that. And you do in everything that we live.
0: Well, thank you, but I do, but I wasn't in this case. And that's the truth. And so that's why I changed my mind. And Clint and I are taking on this huge renovation at our house. We're adding 1,500 square feet on. And so I just decided it was really the perfect time to be able to add on a stable.
1: Let's throw a horse into the mix. Why not? And it's not just one horse. It's actually two horses were thrown into the mix. And
0: why is that?
1: Because you want them to have babies.
0: (laughs) And I also want us to be able to have buttercups in a way to where she's in a healthy environment and she can be ridden often. And I know that that's not going to happen as much if there's only one horse.
1: Yeah, and it's something that we both have become passionate about. We enjoy riding and we live in the perfect spot to just saddle up and go.
0: And any of those excuses that, I, that I've had, I've been able to answer them myself and to really come to terms with the fact that it was just an excuse. That's all that it was. And there's really a resolution to every objection that I had to bringing the horse on. And in saying that, it takes a lot for me to be humble sometimes. And it was really one of those moments where it just hit me. And I had to step back and step down a little bit And allow you to be able to to have something that you wanted, not for merely a passion and not for something that we can join in and do together, but that would make your job more effective and make things easier on you. And as you sit there, wouldn't you want that for yourself? Is there something that you could do for your spouse to give that to them? And then in turn, realize how good it feels to be able to do that. I can't tell you the boyish smile that Clint had on his face when we were driving home and we had this discussion.
1: I was really trying to keep a straight face because I didn't want her to see that I was so excited, but I couldn't hold it in very long.
0: And when you're able to do that and take a pause sometimes and self-reflect and do it in the service of the, the person or the people that you love the most, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living.